everyone, it's Amadi Margria, and you're listening to Life with Amadi Margria. So I know it's been a while since I've actually posted anything or I've actually done anything on social media or anything. Like, I have no updates on The Peacemaker. Actually, there's a big update today, though. Today's different. Uh, the Peacemaker is now available on Kindle. You can actually, if you have Kindle Unlimited, if you subscribe to that, then you can actually read it for free. If or you can either read it for free on Kindle Unlimited or you can buy it for $3.99. So that's completely up to you. For right now, it will be exclusively on Kindle. We will post the paperback version within a month. So we're changing the exterior of the book, so the cover. And we will be reposting the new cover on both the Kindle and the paperback at the same time. So I hope you guys, and if you haven't already, download the book, read it, let me know what you think, leave your reviews, good, bad, otherwise, you know, let me know what you think about it. I spent so much time on this book. I would love to just hear from you guys. I would love to hear, you know, what you think about the book. It is 18 plus, so it's an adult book. It's a dark fantasy. There are explicit language. There are sexual implications. There are, uh, what's the other, graphic scenes. There are some graphic, I think there's like one graphic scene. Um, but I'm just letting you guys know that ahead of time so you know it's only, it's 18 plus. So if you're below 18, I'm sorry. This fantasy book is not for you. <laughs> like, this is more like adult um, targeted book. It's not like Fifty Shades of Grey bullshit. It's not that. It is more like it's not erotica. It has sexual sexual implications. There is like one sexual sex scene, but like everything else is sexual implications. So I'm just letting you guys know ahead of time. It's available Kindle Unlimited. If you don't have, if you're not subscribed to it, get get your subscription today, and you can read it for free. I want to know what you guys think. It's been a long time coming. It's a lot of months of like a year of like hard work, probably more than a year at this point. So about a year to two years of hard work that I spent on this book, literally blood, sweat and tears. Um, and I really want to know what everybody thinks. So check it out and I'll let you guys know when the physical copy, the paperback is released and when the new cover is out. So you'll notice that as um, my sites start posting it, the different pages that promote it start putting it out there. So I know I've been on a little hiatus. It's actually, this hiatus has been strictly for like finishing this book. So that's literally what the hiatus was for because I had to push it back from July. It was just a lot of stuff happening. And then same thing with um, eyes. Like I had to change the date again for that because there's just a lot of things happening at the time. So I'm so glad that this is out. I can't wait to put eyes out to put it out there with it. But that's actually going to be published. This one is Amazon exclusive book anyway. But eyes will be distributed everywhere. So eyes will be distributed through Lulu. So it will be accessible everywhere. Um this book will technically only be Amazon exclusive. So we'll see. Um, 
basically uh, this book and a few of the other ones, like From the Depths of My Heart, is Amazon exclusive. It's the only one from the Secrets of My Heart series that will be Amazon exclusive. Uh, that will also that 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 one actually will be released, I believe, within three months. But at the end of the three months, while Eyes will be within two months, I will be releasing Eyes. So I'm working on that along with From the Depths of My Heart at the moment. Um, some other updates. I might be traveling abroad, so if I have any fans that are like over in uh, the UK. I will be there hopefully within the next six months. I haven't, I don't have an ex official date yet, but I'm definitely going to the UK, um, actually London to be precise. Within six months, I will be attending a few uh, book events over there doing promotion in London. So I'll give you guys more updates as the um, official date comes closer. But I was thinking about that because I want to actually talk right now about like why I picked London as the first place to start promoting abroad. Now, there's so many places around the world that I would love to go to. If I listed them right now, I would be here for like an hour and only have 30 minutes to actually speak on this app. So <laughs> we would be here for like hours. So I picked London because I just always loved that city. I was a big, when I was younger, I read nothing but British authors, like works by British um, authors. Um, I literally grew up watching Sherlock Holmes, um, Agatha Christie's Poirot with David um, Suchet, Suchet, I think his name is, yeah. So I literally spent a lot of time watching BBC. Um, there was like literally, I don't, a lot of British programming. So that actually affected my writing. If you notice, I don't know if you're going to notice in this book, because I did take care to correct myself and change it to all um, uh, to all American style writing, I want to say. So I kind of, I have this quirk. If you ever see me write, especially longhand, you'll notice that I use a lot of UK style English, which is very weird, like, or spelling. So I tend to write a lot, like, I'm from over there. Like, I used to actually get in trouble about it when I was younger. A lot of my teachers that would read my writing were like, you're writing in the wrong format, or you're writing in the wrong English. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Isn't it all the same? I was a little kid, so, you know, I didn't know the difference. But she's like, not really. There's two different types of writing, the, the United States way and uh, the UK format. So there was times that, like, a few teachers would just be like, okay, fine, I understand this is her quirk. But then others, I think it was, like, one teacher one time actually took off points because I was writing in that style. And I think it's the first time I ever typed up a paper. And I was just like, I didn't know. Like, I just kind of like, I didn't know how to use word at the time. So I didn't, I don't know if they had like the check for the style that you were using. And same thing with eyes. Like eyes at first was literally all in UK format because when I first started writing eyes, I was right. The way I wrote was just, 
all in the UK spelling. So I didn't notice that. Like, I go actually in and out. So sometimes I it'll be like American spelling or the UK spelling. So that's a little bit of my like writing quirks. So I actually had to like when I figured out how to start using Word more professionally, I actually now have to make sure that the when Word when I start writing something that Word doesn't pick it up as UK. So I actually put it in the United States so that they could check it. Even um, though there's a few things that I, I kind of don't even like, I, I like will actually override. Like I normally I won't say that we're on vacation, like unless we're actually like on a vacation, like, you know, going to Bahamas or we're going like we're on an official vacation. Like if we're on a break for like school, I would say we're on a holiday. Because it's like it, it's normally falls like if we're on a break from school on a holiday. So I normally say like we're on a holiday. But if you're American, normally they would say you're on vacation. But if you're not really on a vacation, like if I'm not surfing or I'm not going abroad, then I'm not on vacation. I'm a holiday. So <laughs> that's one thing that I will literally look at Word or pro writing in and be like, just override this. This is how I say it. I don't care. It sounds wrong when you say it that way because you're not technically going anywhere. You're not going on a vacation, so it shouldn't technically be right. But and especially if you're, you're off because you're on a holiday, then it just makes more sense to me. I'm just weird like that. So that's one of my things that I will not like. I'll be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm right. Uh, what else? There were. I think that's all about my little quirks. Like I don't think there's many other ones I have like the way I actually talk and the way that I write are two different things so I actually am more some people say I write like um very professional even with my text like I will send you like professional it's like almost like you're reading like a work a email for work so some people will say that and I'm just like I'm just so used to it from working in like very professional environments so I'm used to that format, so I kind of don't adjust my writing. And that's why a lot of times, like even with my style of writing creatively, I'm so used to reading like old books, like, you know, Frankenstein, like old um, Counts of My Crystal, but that's actually translated, so I don't know if that counts. Like uh, Praro, the Praro series or like Sherlock Holmes books. Like old books, Dracula, things like that, that tend to write in more like long descriptive paragraphs, which we don't normally do today in fiction. We tend to chop it up and make little tiny paragraphs because our attention span has literally been obliterated in like the past hundred years. So I got used to those old writing style so when I write I write in more descriptive like an old style and sometimes you know when you're using things like Grammarly or pro writing aid they say oh it's too wordy and I'm like so if I literally and you could tell it's the this that this kind of reflects more on us as a society than it does on actual writing because if you take an excerpt from any famous writer from back in the day, whether you're using like um, Ralph Waldo Emerson or like 
Mary Shelley with Frankenstein or something like that, where you see like, or Dracula, we see like a very descriptive paragraph. And you put that into the, there, they'll say it's too wordy. So are you telling me that those authors were wrong? Or is it the fact that we're now in like a society where our attention span is so tiny that we can't even grasp a wordy paragraph? So to me, I've kind of just ignored that when I edit because I feel like this is the way I write. If you don't like it that way, then please go back to like the little trinket books that you read. If you need children's books like Dr. Seuss, then go ahead and do it. But I feel like catering to this lack of attention span that we've developed over time is not a good thing. I prefer, that's why I, me personally, I prefer classics than reading any modern author. And there are exceptions. Uh, Harry Potter was actually not that bad, the series, even though I kind of wish it was shoved down my throat for like summer readings when I was young and my mom being like a big JK Rowling fan like I swear to god JK Rowling can't do any wrong even though we want to get into how bad those <laughs> those new movies there are the Fantastic Beasts are we're not getting into that like I don't even want to believe it exists in some of her other faux pas that she's done recently but I still love her um Stephen King, I like him because he doesn't use any ghostwriters like some other authors that won't be named and that start with a J and with a P. He tends to write all his own material, so I have extreme respect for Stephen King. He doesn't write in my genre, and I still can never get past the it because I think it like the clown turns into like some spider because that's the only thing I remember from the original movie. I have yet to see the new one even though I hear it's great or the at least the actor that plays the clown is great um but I can never get past the fact that he turns into a spider thing even if that's not technically what he's supposed to be like if it's like just supposed to look like a spider like the fact that it resembles it is just I can't I have a I'm like arachnophobia literally so but I love his books. I love the way he he writes. Um, Misery is my favorite. Um, I like the fact that he writes his own. There are no like Stephen King and then you have like the tiny little letters of the author <laughs> that joined him underneath. You know, I, like that technically to me, unless you actually like, let's say you do write together and you know, you use a name, like a pseudonym, like, um, yeah, you use a pseudonym for you guys writing together, then that makes, that's one thing. But when you see, like, you know, the big name of the main writer or the more famous writer, and then you see, like, the person who helped them, most likely that's the ghost writer that <laughs> they're trying to give it you know, they give them credit that they helped with the book, even though majority, they probably, they probably wrote that book and then he just tagged his name on it or she, you know, uh, there are some like exceptions where it is an actual collab, but, you know, I just like the fact that he, most of the time he stays away from that. It's okay to do those type of collaborations if you're actually doing a collab and you're just not using somebody who's 
famous to get yourself ahead or that person is just using you because they no longer can write this like they did when they first came out. So, yeah, like he's probably the only, those are my two main ones. And my Angelo May She Rest in Peace was always one of my favorite writers. Um, there are some other ones I just can't think off the top of my head because I have like a, like many bookshelves of like writers that half of them are my books, half of them are my mom's but Like a good portion of writers that I actually love. So, yeah, that's basically, I, I let out a few of my quirks and peeves when it comes to certain things, especially when it comes to writing. So just to reiterate, my Kindle, uh, the pacemaker's out in Kindle. It, the physical copy will be out in a month, and we're also updating the cover. So during this break, I'm actually going over this time period where actually I'm not really having a break. I have to work on this and I got to work on eyes at the same time. So while dealing with life, so, you know, working and stuff like that. So I will be focusing on that. I will be, of course, dealing with a lot of the promotion. Um, most of the social media promotion, I don't do it myself. That's normally either if it's not automatic, then it's done by someone else. So I don't handle my social media. So if you guys send me anything through, you, uh, not YouTube, Facebook, if you send me messages through Facebook or any of my social media, I don't touch it. Other people touch it. Um, I normally just keep my stuff for, for me. Like I normally, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't use social media like that anymore. I have people who are like volunteers who supported me from day, day one who actually helped me when it comes to posting certain things. So when you see that I'm active online or something, most likely it's somebody who I've actually is in my crew, my volunteer crew that actually is going through my sites and just checking it and making sure like, you know, if they repost something, you normally can tell it's somebody else because they're reposting like people that quoted me and stuff like that onto my page. Um, unless you get like a physical response, then it's mostly me. Unless it's an announcement. Announcements are normally run by me. Like it's written by someone else, but then I tag my name on it. Um, and advertisements. Advertisements mostly. The most recent ones when the book first came out on Amazon is me. <laughs> so the one from Amazon was definitely me because I had, I did an initial post and then I had to take that post down because it was like the initial post went up, but I forgot to put the link. That's how you could tell it's me. When I had to change it because I was supposed to put the link in there. I didn't know how to put the link in there. So I went back and I did it. But, you know, if you're trying to reach out to me, um, I don't really normally answer unless it's vetted first because I do get some weirdos that try to reach out to me that like I don't talk to at all that try to message me for the wrong reason so I have my boys fucking go in there and just be like either delete it entirely or just ignore it so yeah it's not that I'm ignoring anyone it's just the fact that I have to vet who's actually there to support me and who are just there to either because they're thirsty or it's spam.
So if I do have a Patreon. So if you guys want to support me, I do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash I am an indie author, so everything that I do, I pay for myself. Um, and self-publishing is not easy. So if you guys want to support me, if you like my stuff and you want, you're a true fan, then you can join my Patreon. It's literally designed for fans. So depending on the tier that you get, depends on um, basically what, what you'll be able to get. You can get like letters from uh, characters. You can get like one-on-one chats with me if you join um, the Patreon. And then you get like a, a link to our the official Discord where we can have like chats and stuff like that. Or you can discuss with other fans about books about my book so definitely join if you want to it's I think the minimum is like actually I don't know what the minimum is off the top of my head it might be five dollars I I can't remember off the top of my head let me check real quick <laughs> why I have like two minutes well kind of two minutes so I think the bottom is like five. Let's see. Oh my God, it takes forever. Yeah, $5. So the minimum tier is $5. You can become a Blossom, which is the first tier. And I guess I should go through it. So basically with the Blossom, you get the benefit of a thank you message from me, a letter from a character once a month. I'll do a poll to decide which one. Uh, instant access to our Discord Guardians HQ. Guardians is the name of my fan base. And the reason I picked that actually was because the main theme for all of my books are Guardians people or beings that protect the protagonist in some way or guide them on their journey. So that's why that became like a big that's why I named my fan base Guardians. So you would be like the first level is Blossom Guardian. And so to continue a personal, you also can get a personal video from me every month, a monthly Q&A, depending on the amount of questions. I may not be able to answer every question, but we'll try to. Each Q&A session for each level will be scheduled on different days. And take place on Patreon. So actually, let me scratch out about the Discord. Discord is mostly for you to talk for other people and get like um, new announcements straight from my team. Um, I will probably be on Discord as well because I do use that for gaming. Um, you, will also uh, you will also receive exclusive character info and profiles, not included in books or stories. So I will be updating that. So I have made a few character profiles public like on Instagram but I will stop doing that and that will be exclusively for my fans and then you will receive announcements on upcoming projects events and much more and first look at covers and blurbs so there are a few I will add more benefits as this community grows and I guess I should talk about like the Sapphire Guardian is the next tier which basically you receive everything from the Blossom membership. It's $10 for that. And you can also get instant access to basically the Discord Guardians 
HQ and access to both the Blossom channels and the Sapphire channels, along with all the public channels, exclusive short story add-ons to series and characters and access to the first chapters of upcoming books. And then Imania, uh, the last tier is the I, um, I Maniac Guardian. So that's the last tier of it. And basically, so I Maniacs receive the following benefits. Everything from the Blossom and Sapphire memberships, instant access to the Discord HQ server, access to all channels, both public and private. Um, an early look at future projects, tentative schedules, uh, monthly Q&A, first schedule and response, access to first five chapters of upcoming books, and more benefits to come as it grows. So basically, this is my Patreon. If you join my Patreon, you're basically supporting me in all, in all my works to basically help me create better content for you, uh, content for you guys. So by supporting me on Patreon, you make sure that like the next book, like the covers and everything, I will be able to hire the best people to make sure that the next books are perfect for you guys. So it also helps to make sure that I can dedicate all my time to writing. So that way I don't have to worry about like other things because you would basically, in a way, I guess we funding my salary for writing exclusively. But I will be doing other events and stuff. Also, it helps me to plan other events too because then I can have access to you guys, my actual fans, people who support my work, who support me. And that helps a lot because then I know the people who actually are there to support me and not just people who are lurking. So definitely if you guys are fans, if you love the book and you want to know more about it, join my Patreon, my official fan page. And definitely when you get a chance, like get the pacemaker, read it. Let me know what you, f um, what you think of it after you're done. Leave reviews. I good, bad, or otherwise. I love to hear from you guys. So thank you so much. It was great. Um, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It was great finally posting like since forever and until next time peace